Welcome to the Astrology Hub podcast. I'm Amanda Pruel Walsh, founder of Astrology Hub and your host for our flagship show. We explore the many ways astrology can support you in your relationships, career, health, and personal growth. Thanks for tuning in. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Amanda Walsh, and I am the founder of Astrology Hub. And I want to welcome you to this very special edition that is inspired by the Mother's Day holiday that we will be celebrating here this week in the United States. I don't know if other countries have Mother's Day as well. What we wanted to do was create some special edition and special content for you to help you understand how astrology can support you in the various maternal relationships that you have. So it can be anything from your relationship with your own mother to your relationship with your children to how you mother yourself. Because we all have the opportunity to play that role even for ourselves in our own lives, whether or not we're mothers, whether or not we're even have mothers that are alive still today. Any way you look at it, there's still a role for that maternal energy in our lives. And so we're going to be exploring that here today with astrologer and mother and amazing presence on our Astrologer Connect platform and just an incredible human being who I adore, Shannon Gill. We are also going to be going through some unique and thoughtful gifts that you can give to your mother. You might want to consider giving to your mom based on her zodiac sign. So this is going to be a really fun offering that Shannon has towards the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. If you're new to our channel, a warm welcome to you. You have just joined a vibrant astrological conversation that is happening here every single week. For those of you who are our dedicated subscribers and community members who tune in regularly, who leave comments, who share our episodes with your family and friends, thank you. We're so grateful for you. You help us get the word of astrology out to more and more people, and um, we're so grateful for your support. All right, so just a little bit about Shannon. She combines evolutionary astrology, Buddhist philosophy, and Jungian psychology for healing experiences in her practice of astrology. She holds a degree in Buddhist psychology and dance therapy from Naropa University. She's certified from Archetypal Academy, a complete course of evolutionary astrology and Lotus Energy Institute. Um, she's amazing. There's so many more things I could say about Shannon, but I'm going to let Shannon's brilliance just shine for itself. So Shannon, thank you for being here. So grateful to have you here today to explore this really amazing topic. Mm. Thank you, Amanda. Hello, Astrology Hub. So thrilled to be back again. I really appreciate the invitation. All right. So let's start with a big picture question. How can we use astrology to better understand, maybe even appreciate or work through challenges? How can we use astrology in our relationship with our mothers to foster just more strength in those relationships? Traditionally, we look to the moon when we're talking about the mother archetype. The moon ruling cancer rules the fourth house. Just try to understand the archetype of cancer, of the mother. In my system, the archetype of the moon is the nourishing mother archetype. And the moon itself, it was as the sun rules the outward expression of our, of our being, the moon is the internal world, the, the hidden parts of us. So that's 
our feelings and our emotions and our needs, what gives us security or lack thereof. It's sort of our, our processing system in a way. And it has to do with how we respond to life. So, you know, how we emote, um, where the sun acts, the moon reacts based on the imprints from childhood. So when we talk about the moon, we're naturally looking at the mother because that's where the imprint essentially comes from is of how we feel safe or not safe, what our attachment styles are. And that also has to do with our childhood, our home and our family. And so, you know, when we're talking about uh, learning about the mother, then this is where I would start is with the moon. And how do you see an understanding of the moon? Like what's the potential impact that that has on someone's relationships? It's, it's integral. It's everything, you know, so how we're nurtured, how we're cared for, whether our environment was safe and loving and supportive, it creates a dynamic and a framework for how we view the world. It creates a magnetism into the field and then attracts a vibrational match to the people that come into our lives. I can imagine that people might feel sort of stuck by that because it's like, oh, shoot, like I didn't have a great relationship with my mom or I didn't feel safe or I didn't feel loved. And does that mean I'm sort of doomed to, to attracting those types of relationships in the future? Or what do you see again by like them understanding or having insight into that core connection? How does that help them move out of patterns or, or create new patterns? more healthy experiences in their life in no way doomed ever the contrasting energies are the are the sort of grist for the mill for our soul's evolution i always tell my clients we don't just wake up in the morning and be like hey it's a great day to evolve let's heal today it's through suffering and so if you had a, a difficult childhood which most people did there's obviously a spectrum of that uh then that content of whatever the material was that was emerging during that time is actually significant for the soul's evolution. So from an evolutionary perspective, um, you know, we, we would maybe even say that we choose our parents. It's like this from, from a unitive consciousness perspective, when we come into a new life in the mysterious way, our higher self connected to the one source manifests the perfect storm to reveal that which where we left off in the previous incarnation. So the pain, the loss, you know, the insecurities, you know, the karma passed down from our parents into whatever the programming is, is actually the material that is so potent for our awakening and for our growth and evolution. Because sometimes if we're just comfortable and everything's sort of just like, okay, we can live quite a, like a a ho-hum life, you know, there's not a lot of evolution in the sense because it stays on like a, a very material or sort of programmed level. And it's actually often the people that go into the darkness or into the shadow that accelerate their own evolutionary journey. Are there any specific aspects or placements in the chart that may also indicate challenges or strengths in the mother-child relationship? And this could be, you know, challenges or strengths as a mother that you might have with your children or certain that might be real specific for you with your relationship with your mother? I think that no mother-daughter relationship or mother-son relationship is perfect. So there's going to be like 
the positive things that came from that and then the challenging things. And if we want to talk about it mathematically through the chart, it's the aspects. And so the squares and the oppositions can sometimes be more challenging. The trines and the sextiles are more, more harmonious. And there's usually a blending of both with the moon, with, you know, in the fourth house and whatever planets are there and whatever their relationship is to the rest of the chart, you know, the cancer, wherever the cancer falls in the chart. So you can look at several places in the chart to get more and more information. How has an understanding of your chart and your children's chart helped you show up as a mother? Goodness. Um, I think I, I learned a lot about myself by learning about my mother. And so that's where the moon is so powerful because I have a Libra moon, but it's conjunct Pluto in the eighth house. So, um, and my mother's a Scorpio. My mother is very refined and very aesthetic also and, and creative and likes to keep everything just so. But she's had a lot of intensity in her life and a lot of, a lot of loss and a lot of, you know, Scorp Scorpio descents and initiations. And we had a journey together, you know, growing up and so for me to learn about Scorpio, about her, helped me to have compassion for all that she's been through and all the loss that she endured and to depersonalize what I maybe didn't get from her because she was in survival mode and dealing with her own soul's evolution. And so I think that in general, that's what the chart can do is help us to put ourselves in our mother's shoes. You know, I think it's important to remember that our parents and grandparents lived in a very different time. And evolution was a lot about just survival and coming out of the wars. And, you know, we they didn't have the free consciousness necessarily to do this spiritual work on the level that we do. You know, astrology was really still very underground. If you went to therapy, you were crazy. You know, now it's the healthy people that go to therapy. <laughs> And so they're the distortion of their experience, their emotions, their um, whatever the dynamics were, which are the wounding things to us, right? They didn't have the same opportunities that we did. So I feel like, you know, astrology helps us to get the context of the story so that one, we can elicit compassion and understanding. And two, we can try to know how to relate with them on another, on a more intimate level by knowing how they relate, you know, knowing how they express themselves and what, what, is, what are their needs. And then how have you taken that? Like, how have you applied what you've learned there about your mom and her chart and your chart and then, uh, and then looked at your children's chart and, and how, do, how do you bridge that with them as well? It's interesting, you know, talking about our children's charts because... I don't know if anybody else has had this experience, but I, you know, don't study my kids' charts like I study mine because, you know, there's a complex equation there, like a lot of things. And, and, and you don't want to necessarily be like, oh, you know, oh my gosh, what is that going to be? Or, oh no, you know, and project something fear-based onto their, onto their life. And so the way that I approach their charts is on a need-to-know basis based on their development 
and I will follow the transits. Um, as you know, Amanda, we're going through some things that it's like, wow, thank, thank, thank goodness, astrology. So I'll just say like Pluto is, is squaring my daughter's moon right now. And without the knowledge of, of, of the archetype of Pluto, it would be really difficult, very difficult to understand why is she sad for no reason? That was what she would tell me, right? Why is she, um, you know, ha having trouble sleeping and having these thoughts of death and all this stuff? So, I mean, you know, absolutely invaluable. So I also, you know, I try to nurture who they are based on their archetypes. They're, I have two children and they're both very, very different. And I don't expect the same thing from both of them. I actually am able to meet them on different levels based on my understanding of their charts. So I, does that help? Yeah. I, I mean, I hear you. And, it, and to my experience of this is that I don't need a lot of information about their charts in order for it to be really, really helpful. For example, one of my daughters is a Libra. So I know, and she has a lot of Libra energy. So I know that Venus is her ruling planet. And so I put extra effort into making her, like making her uh, environment beautiful, drawing a bath. Like if she's having a hard time drawing a bath for her and putting oils and, and flower petals and like pretty music and, you know, appealing to that Venusian side, even... When she was going through a hard time and I connected her with the Inanna myth because I wanted her to connect with Venus as an archetype that goes through this transformation. She has a lot of Scorpio in her chart too. So, you know, connecting her with like, this is not just a hard transition for you. This is an initiation that you're getting to like step into and you're getting to decide who you become on the other side of this. But it's because I'm, I know that Venus connects with her really intimately and, and she feels a connection towards the Venusian archetype. So it's, it's a good one to draw on. And I've found that with, and, and literally the other day, it was so cute. It's like, we were talking about diet and health and nutrition. And it's like, I've just, I'm just figuring out that it's all balance. It's everything's all about balance. I'm like, oh my God, like such a Libra, that's what she was, but it's not just because I'm a Libra. I'm, a, I'm like, no, you're right. But like some people learn through extremes. Like they need the extremes. And I, and I was talking to her about Buddhism and how it's so much about the middle way and that that might be something for her to explore. You know, it's, it, it's, it's amazing as a, a guidepost in the conversation Sorry. and a, a way to connect with them, you I'm know, sorry. on that's a different true. level. Oh, yeah. I have a Leo sun with a Scorpio moon and we have to talk all the time about it's not always about you, Leo, like at the dinner table, like eating the whole basket of rolls. I'm like, nobody, any, you know, and and also he's just like, you know, he's like the star, you know, all through the day at school and sports, like everything. And then when he comes home, he's exhausted and he has to go into his room and shut his curtain, his Scorpio moon and shut down and go into his like underworld cave and reboot. Yes. And so it's it's just yeah it's invaluable invaluable i know yeah. i i agree like it's i think of like again like you just said the scorpio moon i have a scorpio moon daughter and a gemini moon daughter and the way that they need to be nurtured when they are feeling unsafe or vulnerable or emotional or triggered or whatever is it's like night and day literally totally. the one yep. needs to talk 
the other needs to go into the little cave and can't talk. Like it's like impossible for her to talk. So it's, yeah, it's, it's incredible. I love, I love hearing about the real life stories. Like what do you see with your clients in terms of how understanding themselves a little bit better helps them again, be a better mom or be a better daughter or mother themselves too? All the time. You know, I mean, that's the power. That's why I love what I do because it's like we get to validate people. I always say, you know, what a great gift to sit with you on a soul level and reflect you back to yourself. It's just like, you know, because sometimes there's this vague idea of this part of themselves or, you know, they have this really like hidden passion. And I'm like, no, this is important. This is part of what you're here to get your gift to life. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I get to see it all the time with my clients that it's like the lights going on of remembering and, and owning and trusting who they really are on a deep level. Okay, let's go to the zodiac sign gift ideas for our moms. And this again, so the, the framework that I invite you to use as you're listening to this is, is this a gift that your mom would like based on her zodiac sign? Is this a gift that you would like to receive based on your zodiac sign? And this could be maybe hint, hint for the rest of your family. Or is this something you want to gift yourself? Again, like we don't have to wait for external things. We can and need to mother. We need to mother ourselves. So um, lots of different ways to view this list that Shannon's going to go through. Uh, and then Shannon, also, would you... Would you say that this is based primarily on the sun sign or would you also include the rising sign in this consideration? I, that's what I wanted to say is just, let's just say archetypes. Like, you know, it could be the moon. The moon is what makes you feel good. You know, what you need to feel fulfilled. And uh, so, you know, if you, if you know the other aspects of the chart, great. You can include those because some of these gifts, you know, they're good for more than one sign that I came up with. But definitely, you know, the three, the sun, the moon, or the ascendant. Okay, so if I, so I'm a Capricorn sun, so I would listen to the Capricorn. I'm a Gemini moon, so I would listen to the Gemini. I'm Aquarius rising, so I'll listen to the Aquarius. Yeah. Do we have, we have, then you have lots of options for gifts. Yes. Yeah. And, or if you have heavy Pisces in your chart, even if it's not your sun, moon, or rising, but you're very Piscean because of the rest of your configuration, you could listen for that too, if you know your chart, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, very flexible rules here. <laughs> All right, Shannon, do go ahead. Take it away. Great. And yeah, if you think of anything too, Amanda, you jump in too. Okay. Um, all right. So Aries, you know, it's like anything active, right? So like a gift certificate to a yoga workshop or anything physical like that. Also very creative and likes to try new things. So I was thinking like some art supplies um, or something in that realm to, you know, pioneer a new hobby for themselves. So that's Aries. Taurus. That's a little easier, I think. Anything that's sensual or decadent um, that is derived from pleasure that has to do with pampering. So something with a spa, massage, a luxurious robe, you know, jewelry, perfume. I mean, that you know, it's not hard to, to find something for Taurus, I don't think. Gemini. So maybe like a gift certificate to a bookstore um, or some kind of a class, like a cooking class. And so in this case, a cooking class could also be good for other signs, like maybe cancer or even Taurus, just stationary, right? So they could write their thoughts down. And offer on that one, <laughs> the bookstore, 
um, as a Gemini moon, I also love audio books so much. So if you would, you could consider throwing in an audible um, gift certificate or some sort of audio book as an option too. Totally. All right. Cancer. So, you know, something sentimental, like creating an album, you know, a picture album, something of, of the history of the family, the heritage would be extremely meaningful. Like even, you know, a charm bracelet with all the kids' names on it, you know, something to preserve history, you know, not really materialistic. And Leo, and, you know, Leo's, you know, love to shine. So, you know, some kind of a, a gift certificate. I don't like to buy clothes for my mother. I don't know if anybody else is a have has ever figured that one out, but you know, something in a store that they love, that they love to pamper themselves in the realm of their flair, but also spending time together. And I think this is true for all of them, but really Leo's like the attention to be really reflected back because they give so much. And so to be really appreciated with words and like reflection back of, of the light return. I just love that distinction you just made about Leo, how the reason why they need the appreciation back is because they give so much. That's such an amazing thing to understand about a Leo. It's not like they just need all this admiration and appreciation because they're narcissistic or some, you know, self-centered. It's because there is so much that goes out. They just need to like get the light replenished back by the people that they love. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Virgo. Um, well, you know, you could get a daily planner or something to help them with their organization. But as a Virgo, I think encouraging them to clock out would be good. So a massage, you know, and I would say the same thing for Capricorn too. you know, the ones that are just the doers and the workers and behind the scenes and hammering things out, you know, and really just saying, you know what, you're taking the day off and just sending them on their way there. Uh, Libra. So, you know, not so different than Taurus, but I think art, also massage, anything sensual, flowers, anything of beauty. Scorpio, you know, this was one I had a little bit more challenge with. And I think it's because, you know, Scorpio is all about like, you know, letting go of everything. You know, <laughs> Taurus is like, you know, all the things we want and we love. And Scorpio's like, let's let it all go. But what I came up with was a dark chocolate, red roses, and a mystery novel. <laughs> Open to suggestions on that one. What about, uh, what about setting time aside for a really deep conversation? Deep. Like, just like, like that quality time element of like, let's just like have time to sort of um, be together and explore depths together yes. yeah go deeper than the normal monday and yeah way relating right really something soulful maybe something healing would come out of it right. of, yeah. yeah it's great okay sagittarius i thought of like an, a day of adventure taking a little day trip or something and maybe going to a i don't know a trip in the country and going to a little quaint place to eat something different something new outside of the the normal mundane maybe antique shopping or something like that but something in the realm of adventure for sagittarius of course capricorn like i said you know there's many things that could make the job easier but i think that that just is encouraging more of the work and so <laughs> so encouraging them to take that t the day off so i would also say a massage or something of that nature um some body work they're usually like really you know very physical in whatever they're doing what about you well, yeah 
but like as a Capricorn, I must just chime in. Um, yes, absolutely. As long as the work is being taken care of. Mm-hmm. So for example, I would think if my daughters were like, take the day off, but then, but then they were like, and we're going to do the dishes and make sure the house is clean and make sure, you know, everything like dinner's pre- prepared and all that. Because otherwise you would just be feeling, you would just be thinking about all the work that you need to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I second that for Virgo because my yeah. might be going, well, who's going to take care of all the things? I'm going to come home and have to work twice as far. Exactly. <laughs> it's like there's like mixed, but it's like, yes, I have some time up, but like it really just doubled and, and uh, prolonged all the work that needs to be done later. Right. Yes. Right. No, man. <laughs> I know. Gosh, how like practical and mundane can we sound? I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Aquarius, uh, some eccentric art piece by a local artist. This is where I said an astrology reading. I also have astrology reading for Pisces. I mean, any sign could benefit from an astrology reading, but these are the two that I really highlighted for that. And then Pisces, you know, to appeal to their their dream, you know, realm and their creative side of ballet or going to the theater, anything sort of like to escape from than the mundane reality. I was thinking that an astrology reading could also be good for the Scorpio, where we were a little stumped because that, especially one with an evolutionary astrologer like you, Shannon, yes. where they could go into the depths and really explore those aspects of themselves. Yes. Yeah. And some Scorpios like to keep those doors shut. True. That's true. That's right. What is the what is the key for Scorpio though in that from that person because most of the Scorpios I know obviously I'm in a more intimate relationship with them so maybe they're com- more comfortable exploring depths with me but what is the key factor for whether or not they're going to want to go deep with someone and that's tough I mean I think that part of the reason why there's apprehension is because I see the Scorpio as like the ruler of the underworlds. Like you don't want to just frivolously open these doorways with just anyone, yeah. you know, and if they've spent their life trying to sort of like manage intensity, it's not like they want to go knocking on the door, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my take on that. And, and I think that they, they, they go into the process, but usually it's life forcing them. It's like an, a one thing, you know, after this, this, these, these descents or these initiations, you know, when Pluto comes to town, you can't miss it. That is very true. That is very true. All right. So to wrap this up, what is one piece of advice that you would give listeners to help them connect with their mothers um, on a deeper level using astrology and or? one piece of advice for mothers who want to use astrology to show up better as in that role in their life? Well, I think I'm, I touched on it before. I think, you know, if we can see through the eyes of compassion and that we are on this journey of evolution and we're healing our maternal line and our paternal line, we're healing as a humanity we're coming out of thousands of years of amnesia and being subject to a lot of forces that were greater than us. And so 
to depersonalize, which is funny when we're talking about the moon because the moon is very personal, right? It's like we have our personal experience, but I think that from the highest perspective and sort of where we're being drawn into with this new age in Aquarius is like to come out of that sort of unconscious emotional realm of where we can fall into blame and victimization to of our parents, you know, did this to us and that. And while there's truth to the process of whatever the experience is, it actually was integral to opening the doorway for healing, which is part of the, the other side of the awakening. So we can see it with a little bit of a detachment, which is this Aquarian, you know, moving into the higher mind out of the emotional waters. Then we can understand the equation of the chart and be like, oh, you know, this, my mother had this happen to her and she didn't have this and this is what she needs. And then same for ourselves, like, you know, I need connection and I need depth and I need balance and then I can be a better mother. And then I can look at my children's charts and their moon and what they need. It's always intense to look at your children's charts to see how they see you. <laughs> Scorpio and Aries. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> oh my God, it's so true. Wow. I think my, my daughter, Madeline, or is, one of them has um, Saturn square the moon. And so there's this, you know, and, and it's like, oh gosh, she's always, there's always going to be this feeling of like, it's, it's a little intense, you know, no matter how I show up, I might be perceived um, as. Right. But, and you know what, you know, the contrast of how that can look and you can work with it consciously. You can work with it consciously. It's true. I'm really grateful. I know how I could be perceived so that I can actually address it and I can actually even call it out like, hey, you know, I know you're perceiving this, but, and here's what I intended by it. Or here's, you know, I, this is, this is how it may seem this way, but I'd love for you to understand, you know, where it's coming from and, you know, just help bring more awareness to to all of it. Yeah. Absolutely. And where, where it's possible to teach our children the language of astrology, you know, it's really like beyond helpful. And if there's an interest there to start preparing them for life through this archetypal lens so that they can be empowered instead of getting it late in life. You know, a lot of people don't get this till later in life. Yes. Yeah. Shannon, thank you so much. This has been so much fun to explore this mother archetype with you and get an understanding of how the different ways that it can show up and the different clues we can look for in the chart. I know it's like, this would be a many, 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 many courses of information to really uncover it. But for those of you who would love Shannon's insight for you personally, and or if you think your mother might connect with Shannon, and that maybe a gift of a reading with Shannon would would be something that your mom would love, highly encourage you to check out Astrologer Connect, our new reading platform that makes it super, super easy for you to find high quality astrologers to either book readings for yourself or gift readings. And we really wanted to make it as easy as possible for you to gift readings for the people in your life, because all of us, it's like the number one thing we love to gift the people in our lives. So it's like, gosh, how do we make it easy for people to to do this for the people that they love. And so basically you can go on, you can choose the astrologer that you want to gift the reading with. So in this case, you could choose Shannon. You could see her on our roster of astrologers, choose Shannon. And then 
you, there's two choices, book a reading or gift a reading. So you would choose gift a reading. Then you would put in your uh, giftee's name and email address and a little note, a, a customizable note. And then you select when that person's going to receive the gift. If you want them to receive it on Mother's Day, you can choose Mother's Day. They'll get an email from us saying, you've just been gifted a reading and the reading is with this astrologer. Then the person gets to actually go and choose the date and time they want to have the reading with based on the astrologer's calendar. And they get to put in their birth information and the questions they may have. So all you have to worry about is actually gifting the reading. And then the rest of it is taken care of. Um, so you don't have to like find when your mom's available and try to like coordinate anything like that. It's all it's all taken care of in a really seamless way. So you can go to astrologyhub.com slash connect to look at all the astrologers that we have available as um, readers for the gift, the person you want to gift, or you can go to Shannon's direct page. So that's astrologyhub.com slash Shannon connect. Again, astrologyhub.com slash Shannon connect. I can't think of a better Mother's Day gift to receive. And I'm super excited to be gifting my mom a reading this year as well. Um, so it, hopefully this has inspired you to explore some of the ways that you can look at your own chart and become a better mother or like Shannon said, have more compassion for what it is your mom may have been navigating as she was doing her best to be your mother. Shannon, anything else that you want to add before we close up? Just blessings to all the mothers, the mothers-to-be, the heavenly mothers, the mother within. And thank that's, you for inviting me. Yeah, I mean, that's one, one of the things that I love to experience through understanding more about astrology. It, it sometimes can feel more tangible that there is like a divine mother. There is, you know, there is a mother energy, a mother archetype that, that we all have access to. And, you know, regardless of external relationships, we always have access to that. So I've, I've loved exploring that idea too. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you so much for being a part of our community. Thank you, as always, for making astrology a part of your life. Catch you on the next episode. This podcast is presented by Astrology Hub. You can learn more and find all of our shows at astrologyhub.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes and help more people find the wisdom of astrology. Thank you for taking the time to do this now. Thank you for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life.